everyone a warm welcome to Translate Stars podcast, a podcast created by language professionals for language professionals. Today we are honored to have uh, Robert Rogge. Uh, hi, Robert. How are you doing? Pretty good. Having a nice day. It's Friday. <laughs> yes, it is at the end of the week. So... Uh, luckily for all us, um, for those of, uh, for those few of you who do not know Robert, um, a few words that we believe will define uh, his professional career are marketing, founder, communications. But Robert, from a professional perspective, how would you introduce or describe yourself? Uh, right on. Uh, that's actually kind of a difficult question to answer because <laughs> I do a lot of things. Um, so I, I have a degree in literature, uh, and I started my career as a technical writer, actually. So I kind of came out of the technical writing world. Um, and then uh, in 2008, uh, I founded with, with my two co-founders a company that was a small uh, multilingual services company in Barcelona. And uh, we, we did some translation, but uh, most of our business was other multilingual services like content writing, um, SEO, uh, research, like all, all kinds of uh, adjacent stuff. Uh, so we did that, but you know, then I was co-founding that. So like I had to do also learn a lot of other skills like finance or management and all, all of that kind of stuff. Um, then I got into marketing Uh, so I started working with WordBee, the uh, translation management system in Catsville, back in 2012. Um, so we, we had been doing a lot of marketing services in the multilingual services company, uh, which is called Ricaris. And uh, so I was already doing marketing and had been, you know, helping execute marketing plans for other companies. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I started doing marketing myself. And then I founded Zingword, uh, and uh, in Zingword I do, uh, you know, part of the marketing, and then um, like we have a team, and uh, but then I also work on the product, so things like um, product design, um, user experience design. Uh, my co-founder is a UX designer, but I work closely with her because I'm the one who knows the translation field yeah. the most. Um, so I do that, and then you know, finance and sales. And uh, so I'm also the marketing manager at WordBee. Uh, I'm outgoing at that because I'm going to be full-time Zingword soon. Oh. And uh, so I, I do all that kind of stuff and it's, it's pretty oh. overwhelming sometimes, but. <laughs> yeah. And I, I guess when you found something, when you start your own business, it's uh, I'm talking also about my, my experience. It's crazy because people maybe mm. there the outside, like the beautiful part of it. But yes, you, you have to be at least at the beginning managing so many things and handling so many mm. different things, which is also very interesting because uh, what you were saying before, you learn from anything, uh, from everything. Mm. So yeah. it's things that you will have never thought that you will immerse yourself in and then yeah, they become part of your daily job. And yeah, it's... yeah. I, I think it's exactly like that. Um, I, I sometimes liken it to like running a restaurant, you know, so like, uh, you know, the, the dish comes out and the dish is perfect. Um, but if you went back into the kitchen, like there's some somebody's like bleeding and uh, cut themselves and, and, and someone just like burned their hand. And, and then there's like some people yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, 
I love your description because it describes what it is. Be uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, what, what we have, uh, I think, in every in every company. Um, you were talking about SingWord, and you are the and the co-founder. What is it? Mm -hmm. How does it help translators? Right on. Um, so Zingword is really like a staffing platform for translators. Uh, and our goal is to connect translators with uh, direct customers uh, on our platform. Uh, so the and, and really, like when we started off on that mission, um, we wanted to kind of tilt uh, the industry, I think, in favor of the translator. Um, because a lot of uh, like structural issues in, in the industry are kind of tilted against translators. Oh. Um, so we wanted to um, kind of tilt those things back towards the translator and also develop tools for the customer side uh, that could be used by somebody who, who maybe didn't know how to use a translation management system or something like that. So trying to really make the the experience of uh, working with translators and building relationships with them, um, continuing to work with them, try to make that uh, possible for a direct customer to do. Um, so that part of the Zingword business is really about, I think, small and medium-sized customers. But if you look at the translation market, like, you know, most most of the market is actually small and medium-sized customers and small and medium-sized providers, individual translators. Um, so we, we want to try to like facilitate that part of the market. No, that, I, I think. That's fantastic. Mm. That's an amazing idea. Uh, how different is it for from, from other uh, web mm. platforms that allow you to, to do some of the things you are describing? Mm. Right. That's, that's an interesting question. Um, I don't want to name names uh, or anything like that. But uh, so I, I think the first thing to note about Zingword is that it's not a bidding platform. So, you know, it's launching now. Uh, everyone's going to see it soon enough. But it's not a bidding platform at all. So uh, the, the problem with bidding platforms is that, you know, they're encouraging translators to compete against each other on rates. Um, and they're also duplicating a lot of work because they're asking all the translators to bear the burden of, of preparing this, this quote um, or, or offering their price. You know, so like you're, you're asking, let's say, 100 people or 200 people to repeat the same task um, only to choose the cheapest one that's on that list. Uh, so that's the problem with bidding platforms. Um, the way that Zingword works is different. Uh, translators have their own prices and we encourage them to set higher prices uh, and then that's the price so there, it's a it's a no bargaining platform um, translators are free to set their own prices and clients um, you know when, when you build a platform when you when we say things like tilt the industry in favor of translators what does that mean Well, like when you build a platform, the decisions that you make in the interface and how the how the platform uh, looks and works uh, affects all of that other stuff, right? So, for example, uh, we don't uh, want people to sort by price. So, when when you're in the interface and you're building a team of translators, you know we want people to have relationships with them that are long term. They that, you know, people want to work with the translators they know and love, right? Mm. Um, but we don't want them to sort by price. 
So the, the results are sorted by us uh, and they are sorted using our, well, it's kind of a, what we call expected quality. Um, so we, we have algorithms that try to uh, promote the, the, the highest quality translators for any given query. Uh, so there's that. And then I think the, the other thing that's a major differentiator is that um, we're going to be doing like fully fledged uh, validating, uh, vetting, uh, and I, I think also testing. So when you are a translator and you are on Zingword, um, that means that you are good. And if you're, you know, not uh, a professional translator, um, then it's not the place for you. So it's not a fully open sort of staffing platform where anybody can join. Um, I think that our long-term goal is, is that Zingword becomes kind of a de facto certification almost uh, for translators. Wow. And we have a lot of innovative ideas for that and stuff. But uh, basically, uh, we, we want to be a place for professionals Mm -hmm. um, and then we want to limit those customer behaviors, um, like what happens on auction or bidding platforms, uh, that are, um, I think promoting also a lack of professionalism. So I think that covers that. Wow. Uh, and I, I, as far as I know, there's not another platform that really functions like this. No, no, um, I think it's what, what you are describing. is a revolution to, to the ind for, for the industry because Thanks. What we are used to see is this, uh, what you are saying, these bidding platforms where, yeah, if you offer the cheapest with the supposed to be highest quality, uh, you, you, get the, um, you get the project. But yeah, they, I, I love the idea behind, uh, behind the Singwords because, yeah, I mean, this is what we need in the industry in order to avoid these um, peanuts uh, for mm -hmm. those which, which, are also, which are a big problem in our industry. Yeah, and uh, and the peanuts thing is, I mean, it's quite it's it's a challenge for us too because, like in the platform right now, um, you can it's a no bargaining platform and translators can flag clients uh, who are bargaining, and then based on that, you know, we can we can prevent them from using the platform again or we can ban their accounts or like there's several different actions that we can take, but like that's work too. And uh, yeah. for us, so, uh, and as well as the validation and vetting and stuff. So I, I think that uh, um, it's, it's going to be very expensive for us to r run it that way. But um, as long as we try to uh, maintain that professionalism, I think we'll be successful. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think it, I hope it becomes like a, a reference site if you want to find like the best uh, people in the industry. So that's, that's going to be great. I mean, if you achieve to certify, somehow certify who is good, who, well, mm -hmm. if you are good, you are there. If you aren't, uh, then you, you are not there. But yeah, that, I yeah. a really good idea. And actually, my own company, we, we have um, a group of translators that have created, I mean, they all work for us and they have uh, united and they have created a company based on, on the idea of what you are saying, we love working with the people who, who are really good professionals. So they said, okay, why don't we unite? And um, then we offer a better product. It doesn't, it's not cheaper, actually. 
But it's better mm-hmm. in the sense that, okay, they have United, they are going to provide us with, for example, whenever they have questions, uh, everything will come from just, let's say, a single voice, a project manager. Uh, so it's going to be quite interesting. And I think it, it goes mm-hmm. in line with what you are describing, of course, different situations. But uh, so I is think it, that's, that's the way. Is it kind of like a co-op or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, that's what they mm-hmm. have created, something like that. And it's, it's nice because, yeah, they, they are more powerful they, they, they have one voice and and i like it because mm-hmm. I, lo- I love working with them so yeah why not um, of course yeah i think the co-op model uh is a pretty good one um yeah. for translators so yeah. like uh, i mean it's it's different than than zingword yeah. um which is fine but i i do think that you know translators should look harder at at forming co-ops uh because yeah. that that makes a lot of sense yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, we are talking about your entrepreneurial uh, side. Um, Singword is one of the companies you, you have created, but it's not the only one, not the first one. So, mm-hmm. of course, behind wanting to start new companies, why, why did you decide also to get involved now with, in the translation? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good, uh, so I, I, I kind of fell, like a lot of people, I just fell into the industry, you know, like I, I, I started at, with technical writing. Um, I was working at Hewlett Packard, but actually I was at working via Lionbridge. Um, so Lionbridge also offers tech writing services. Uh, and then we had this opportunity, no, no, that's not, so at that point in time, we thought, okay, in Barcelona, there's all these mistranslated restaurant menus. Let's start a little side project and translate restaurant menus. Um, but then we got in this huge project. It wasn't even translation. It was content writing in different languages uh, in the e-commerce sector. And then we never, in fact, translated a restaurant menu until like uh, many years later, I think. <laughs> so that's, that's how I got into it. But the entrepreneurial stuff is like, you know, I, I don't know, already when I was in my 20s, I was like, oh, we, you know, someone should do this or someone should do that. Someone should do that. like, you know, and someone should do is interesting. But then at some point in time, I'm like, hmm, you know, I got to do something, you know, because I had all these ideas and stuff. Uh, you know, I think that Zingword for me at that time, um, you know, there, there, there's a lot of different aspects of Zingword. Okay. It's, it's kind of at the intersection of of the industry, I think, as a whole. And, uh, you know, people using the platforms can be direct customers, but I suppose it can be LSPs. Like any, anybody can use the platform, right? Um, but at the time, I was really interested in trying to connect translators with direct customers and, and making it easier for them to work together because, uh, you know, in, in the, the small part of the translation business that we were doing, um, I mean, the the LSP is, in that case, is, well, I mean, it, I don't want to say just forwarding work back and forth, because it's not always like that, but but it is like that a lot of times. Uh-huh. You're just forwarding work back and forth, and then you have, like, a system that helps you forward the work back and forth. And, uh, you know, you have this database of translators, uh, which the client doesn't have, um, and using this database of translators, you're able to meet deadlines. So you can offer the price up front, you can meet the deadline, and you can forward the work back and forth. And, and I just kind of thought, I don't know about that. Like, <laughs> and, uh, you know, so like, I think that there is a, is a market for people out there who would rather just work directly with a team of translators um, if they only 
had the ability to do it. And uh, so the, the Zingward platform is, is primarily designed for, for those people. So like they, you have the database of translators, um, you have the tools you need to work with them, but they're easier than, than the, the normal ones. Um, and then you have the prices which you need to know so you know how much it's going to cost. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's kind of that part. But yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a demonic uh, drive, this entrepreneurial thing. I mean, I started Zingword seven years ago, really. Um, oh. I didn't know anything about software. So I spent the first year prototyping uh, <laughs> the software and learning all, all about that. Um, and then I spent another year with legal stuff, trying to get the business set up. There was some question about where we would found it. Um, then I spent another year building my team, getting my co-founders and all of that. Uh, and then we've been developing it for four years. Um, you know, during, during that time, uh, my mother was sick. Uh, so like I had a three year period that was like, oh man, really hard. Um, and, uh, you know, financially, sometimes it can be difficult mm -hmm. too. Uh, so I honestly don't know what I'm doing sometimes, like, <laughs> like why did I put myself through all of this? Yeah. But, uh, but we made a beautiful platform. I think people are going to like it. And, uh, sure. you know, um, I just hope that translators in particular, uh, appreciate the work that we did. Um, like when I think most translators we talk to are super enthusiastic about it, but, um, uh, sometimes, you know, you talk to a translator and they just assume that what you built is something that's going to screw them. And, uh, because they're getting screwed all the time and like, uh, you know, like the other platforms are not really working for them. Yeah. And, uh, so we, we have a communication challenge there and, uh, you know, I, I just hope there's not too many haters out there when we launch cause it's, it's been a lot of work. <laughs> well, you know, haters hate and you have them, whatever you do. So don't worry about them. Just ignore them. Yeah. Yeah. They just going to have to do positive that. Feedback. Oh, not positive, at least constructive feedback. It will be okay. Yeah. It's just constructive negative. feedback, please. They, they don't, they, they don't <laughs> They don't care about what you do, and I'm sure it will be successful. I mean, at least with the thanks you 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 are saying you are describing. I think it makes sense. It's going to be something completely new, uh, so I like it. And uh, I have uh, another question, which is a little bit related to 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 what you are describing uh, and the possibilities for translators uh, in, um, in your platform, and it's. Um, But you have been working a lot of, uh, or part of your career as uh, on the marketing side. Um, mm -hmm. Will or is it how important is it for translators to be able to market themselves? And will be uh, will Singword help translators to do it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, yeah, translators marketing themselves. I mean, it's it's such a burden. Um, yeah. I think to ask somebody sometimes to you know, run their own business. Cause like every translator that's a freelance translator is their own business and they have to run their business as professional as anyone else runs their business. And then they have to do all this marketing work on top of it. And, uh, it's a lot, I think, to ask of, of, uh, anybody to, to do that. Um, so yeah, marketing is, is, I, I think really important for translators. Um, you know, the, the toolkit, 
that a that a translator has to market themselves is I think it's pretty well documented online. Um, you know, you have your your social media profiles. Uh, you're probably going to want to have a website. Uh, you know, if you can do it, maybe you can operate a newsletter. There's a lot of ways of communicating with clients that can, you know, keep them coming back. Uh, you know, some people do some like targeted email marketing campaigns. Like a, a lot of this stuff is the same stuff that companies with teams of, you know, 10 people are doing. Um, and a translator has to do it all by themselves. Uh, I think what what we hope is that, you know, Zingword is um, uh, another one of those important boxes to check off. Um, so, uh, and then, of course, our goal is to ultimately deliver work to translators who sign up. Um, yeah. So we do uh, marketing for the translators that sign up. Um, and, uh, I, I don't think I have, I'm at liberty to describe all the ways that we do that, but, uh, we, we are actually marketing the translators services, um, and trying to, um, help them to build long-term relationships with their clients. The methods and tools that larger companies use to do this, this kind of marketing, um, we are going to do those things too, um, but but promoting translators directly to whoever wants to work with them. Uh, which I mean, that can be a customer, like a direct client. It can be an LSP. Um, but that's that's kind of I think the most I can say about that. Uh, beyond that, the Zingword profiles. Um, I, I think that they're pretty. So I think translators are going to be like ooh. And uh, we, we are trying to develop tools that, that help translators to also like market themselves. So for example, we've built a continued professional development tracker uh, on, on Zingword. So uh, when we launch now, uh, you know, we have 7,000 translators signed up and I'm sure we'll have many more. Um, these, uh, these translators can actually track their workshops, courses, um, you know, conferences, uh, all, all podcasts they listen to, like all, all of the ongoing learning stuff that they are participating in. Um, and on one hand, that's really cool for them, I think, to be able to track those activities in an organized way. Um, but on the other hand, it also looks really cool, you know. So if you're a customer and, you know, you're, you're checking out this translator, it's like, whoa, this translator has uh, attended four, five workshops this year. Oh. Or, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and I think that's really cool. Yep. So, like, uh, we think that the profiles help also help translators to market themselves. And we, we have a quote engine. So, um, like, customers can upload files of any file type. Uh, and we will generate a word count and a quote estimate and, and translators can, um, their customers can actually do that right on their profiles uh, on Zingword. But uh, we're also, this is, I, I'm not sure where in the roadmap this is exactly, but certainly in the next, say, 12 months, um, we'll be building an embed uh, for translators' personal websites so uh, a translator can put the Zingword embed there and they can generate instant quotes for potential customers directly on their websites, oh, uh, which is, great. yeah, yeah. I mean, why not, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. Looking if I, if we I'm, looking for, I'm looking forward to seeing Zingword <laughs> working. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, yeah. Oh, wow, it looks 
promising. So yeah, I, I'm sure it's going to be a complete success. I mean, it sounds super cool. I, I'm I, as you as you did before. I'm not going things, mm. but I, I like the how it looks and uh, yeah, and, and and I don't that much how the other look. So the other. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think this is going to be like uh, some fresh air for the industry, a revolution, and something that helps translators. So it's like super win-win situation for for all us. Yeah, I think so too. I, at least I hope so. Um, you know, right right now the thing that's keeping us awake at night is, you know, so I, I can't remember. I think we were talking about this before we hit record, but. Well, you know, we want to validate and vet uh, all the translators, um, and uh, and uh, of course, all the translators are identity verified too. So, you know, Zingword is a place for uh, professional translators, um, and uh, and we would like to roll in testing as well. Um, the distinction between Zingword testing and like the other testing you do, for example, with an agency or an LSP, is that when you complete the test, it's basically your test. So like other people can see uh, that you performed and passed that test. Whereas like if you do 20 tests for 20 different LSPs, that information is siloed in the LSP. Like they, they own the test, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, we, we want to add that too. But uh, like our, our main worry, because we think we built like something super nice, super cool. It looks cool. It works cool. It's made of cool technology and stuff. The thing that keeps us up is that we're going to fail to validate and vet all the translators. And then we're going to torch our reputation right out of the gate. <laughs> you know, because, because I mean, it's a huge challenge to validate and vet the many yeah. thousands of people that have signed up and will sign up. Uh, so right now we are actually, we need some financing, um, okay. to make sure that, that we do that. Uh, so like we're launching the platform, like right now it's like ready to go. And we got up to this hill and we were like, wait a second, maybe we should get some, uh, get some, some money before we do that. <laughs> so. no, but, but I think in the end it will, uh, it will, it will work and, yeah, what you are describing, I'm sure you are going to find a way to to make it work, and um, and I think also that it's super positive what you are describing about this test that you can show that you can share, and it's not something that also the the, in the, the translators in the industry complain about is what you have just said that if you want to mm. a job here or there, you have to take tests, and then you don't know if. Uh, they are asking you to do too much, or maybe they are assigning you secretly a project that, that they call a test. So yeah, I think mm -hmm. it's good that you have a system or a way to, to demonstrate that you are good and that, that you can show everybody. So yeah, I mean, uh, I'm sure the way, and I think because that's the that, that's a very good idea, actually. So, I mean, yeah, I hope so. Yes. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, we have some cool ideas for how the test can can work and look too. Um, you know, uh, but I, I just hope that that when when we do have testing, I hope that people see it, especially translators, more as a service uh, for them uh, than it is a service for someone else. So, like, um, you know, t traditionally when you perform a test, you're it's a, you, the translator is giving away free work to someone else. Um, whereas in this case, when a translator performs a test, uh, it's, the, it's, it's their test and it's anyone can, can, 
you know, see that test or we're not quite sure exactly how it'll work, but I'm sure it'll be cool. Hmm. And, uh, and then anyone can benefit from that test and use that test. It's not siloed up in someone else's intellectual property or whatever. Hmm. 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 Um, okay. I have, uh, some more questions just to finish. Um, the three last, um, which three tools or apps or websites, um, would you say that you can no longer live without? I mean, which are the best you are or the ones you are mm -hmm. that have changed your life, of course, from a professional perspective? Right on. Uh, yeah, I really like this question. I'm kind of an <laughs> app freak. Um, you know, like when you work in marketing, you just get used to using so many apps. Uh, and, uh, man, uh, I think that's really helped us to design Singword too, because we're all just like a hundred percent in that world. And you, you can, you learn a lot by spotting other people's interface mistakes and stuff. But I, I suppose, um, you know, I would have to start with like Trello. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just really like Trello. Um, it's simple, like in marketing work, Uh, it's really perfect for publishing content uh, and pushing content on social media. So, you know, you have your process, which is in the columns, and each card is probably a blog post or a podcast or whatever you're working on. And, um, you know, and then you, it goes across. It has like a review step. It has a publishing step. And it just goes right across the board. And um, people can comment on it. And you have your checklist on there. And, like, it's oh. – Trello is uh, – you know, for, for marketing work and a lot, a lot of work really is pretty good. Um, we use Trello for our product backlog, uh, as well in, in managing a lot of our product work. Um, we manage our bugs on Trello. Um, we manage, uh, new features on Trello. Uh, so I, I like Trello a lot. I like it that you can set a background on Trello because it's fun. Um, so that's cool. Uh, then, yeah, so maybe, maybe after that, like I'm kind of enamored right now with a program call, called Autopilot. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think that's very interesting for translators, um, but it's a marketing automation software, mm -hmm. uh, that we use in Zingword. And, uh, what, what it does is, um, so the, the, the Zingword has, Zingword has an API and it sends, um, information to Autopilot. Uh, and then about like the usage of the platform. Um, and then using different parameters, you can use that to send emails uh, via uh -huh. autopilot. And it makes that whole process way easier. So like uh, in Zingword, um, we have like a reference builder system too. So you can request references from past clients uh, that have nothing to do with Zingword, just past clients. And uh, when you get a new reference to approve, you know, it, it changes the number in autopilot to from zero to one for references oh. approved. And then based on a condition, it fires a mail to the translator says you have a new reference to approve login to approve your reference. Oh. And, uh, and then, but in practice, what you get out of that is a huge tree of uh, mails uh, that you're sending when different conditions are met uh, based on the stuff that happens in the platform that makes any oh. sense. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. really, really into that. Um, yeah. And then after that, uh, I'm just hitting the start button here to see, uh, my list of programs because I kind of forgot my <laughs> third one. Uh, <laughs> um, geez, there's so many, um, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I, we, we're using a product now called Slight. Um, and uh, nah, 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 let's just go with Slack. Um, I like, I like Slack. Uh, it's, I, I, I rarely send emails anymore. Um, and, uh, you know, for team communications, I like Slack and then let's do a runner up. A runner up would be LinkedIn. Um, like LinkedIn is just really good right now. Um, for, you know, messaging in, in particular, it's really solid. And like, like, sometimes I'm talking to people on LinkedIn, they're like, well, Hey, can you just hit me with an email? And I'm like, yeah, okay. I can hit you with an email. But usually what I'm thinking is, geez, I'd just rather chat right here. Like this, <laughs> this is so much easier than sending those mails. Uh, I really liked the LinkedIn chat. I can chat there all day. I have no need for email hardly anymore at all. Um, but that's just me. So yeah, no, but it's it's super interesting. Uh, I I like some of the of the tools you you have described or mentioned, and actually that one uh, autopilot. I don't know it, but yeah, I, I'm mm. I'm at a very basic level there. Like I'm using Zapier to connect things. I'm run super. Yeah, but you can automate so many things. So but yeah, 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 that uh, uh, yeah higher level. Yeah, having a a tool like like that like allows you to do so many things it, it's it's fantastic mm. so yeah zapier is uh yeah. you could add zaps to the list yeah. of tools i really yeah, like that, like zapier yeah. is uh yeah. it's really basic yeah yeah for basics it's it's fantastic uh last yeah. um seeing the advance of um the artificial intelligence uh, or artificial intelligence what do you think is the future of the translation industry um i'm not against uh sing word now no i'm saying mm. Do we have a future here? Uh, where do you see translators in 10 or 20 years? Uh, well, we're on the human side of translation. So, like, uh, I hope that, uh, that it goes well. No, like, I mean, we, we did a survey uh, not that long ago about, mm -hmm. about this, like, where we're at right now in terms of, like, uh, we surveyed translators. How, how often do their clients ask them to post at it? And it's not as big as you think right now, um, but the trend to, the trend is certainly certainly growing. So, um, I, but it, it's so weird, right? Because you know, like like we have artificial intelligence also in content creation starting to happen mm. now too. So, like like imagine that you have like a a hat, you know, and you have a hat store. And uh, you need to write a little description of that hat. I mean, it, like nowadays, uh, you have, uh, you know, our artificial intelligence uh, things that are helping people to write these descriptions of, of the hats, you know. And then, you know, on the other side, I think we're pretty close to the point where you're going to tell like your Alexa or whatever. You're going to say, hey, uh, buy me a, um, you know, trucker baseball cap with a with a uh, orange uh, turquoise and pink uh, pattern on the front. Um, and, and then you're going to have these weird situations where like an AI is reading the content that the AI wrote <laughs> and doing stuff. But no, no, that's just neither here nor there. Um, no, I, I'm kind of an optimist, you know, so like uh, I, I think that, you know, post-editing is going to be a thing for like certain parts of the, the industry um and uh but but you know we still need human translators and i think we will for a long time um 20 years because it's uh, you said 10 to 20 years is yeah. 
you know, t- 10 years, I think we're, we're pretty good. Um, you know, like I, I don't want to be the guy who said like, Oh, the PC is never going to happen. Um, but, uh, but I, I think people have a role. I, I also think that post editing is, um, you know, I, I'm not sure that we've found the best way to incorporate machine translation into the actual translation work yet. Mm. Um, you know, like, I, I think there might be some other creative ideas out there for how to, how to better supplement the translator's work than just uh, post editing. Um, so there's that too. Mm. And uh, so 20 years though, is hard to, yeah. 20 years is really hard to say. And uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that, you know, technology is, there's this like inertial aspect to technology and, yeah. And sometimes uh, I, I wish it weren't that way because, you know, there are things that people enjoy doing for work uh, that get taken away from them. And I, I don't think that's going to happen in translation. Mm. Um, but I, I wish that we had a mechanism to um, make better decisions about the technologies that are, you know, coming out in society, if that makes any yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, up until now we've been fine right like you have a we've had robotics we've had machines we've had increased automation and it hasn't um you know had that there there have been new jobs created to do different things yeah um you know but you wonder when when would would we hit a tipping point with artificial intelligence and stuff and it's i think it's a thing that we need to look out for yeah, and actually, while we were, or while you were talking, I was thinking also of um, uh, of us as customers and what we start taking as um, or accepting. For example, we get like these um, um, reviews of uh, of products or services, and sometimes it's uh, created with, uh, of course, uh, someone writes in a language; it's automatically mm-hmm. translated. Um, by, yeah, by, by artificial intelligence, and we accept it. So maybe as customers, we should be uh, a little bit more um, mm. demanding something better mm. because, yeah, we are accepting, yeah, it's, it's okay, I, it's not good, yeah. but I understand it. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I said that a long time ago, too, and people kind of looked at me funny, but I, I do think that's a, a bigger issue. It's not, you know, is the machine translation going to be perfect? It's, yeah. it's I don't think it's that close. But mm. it, the, the bigger thing is, like, are people's expectations going to change? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, when they're when they're reading content, but uh, yeah. but then you know there's another aspect here too, which is just the the explosion of content. You know, so we're not even close yet to peak content. Peak content is still exploding, um, and you know we have more and more content to translate. So uh, I, I don't know. Like uh, I I think there's going to be work for translators well into the future. Uh, I mean, some people are like, yeah, you know, yeah, I think so. And, and some, some people say, oh, you know, translators are going to have to diversify. Um, you know, I, I was on a panel at a university and one of the other panelists said that the romance of translation is dead. I don't, I don't buy into any of that. Like, I, I mean, I do think it's a good thing to, for a translator to maybe branch out into copywriting or something if they feel like they're creative. Yeah, why not, right? But uh <laughs> But I think there's going to be plenty of translation work uh, into the future. 
And, no. uh, you know, also like look at cat tools, like, uh, you know, this is a fascinating subject, but like we, we did, a in the same survey about machine translation, um, I can't remember what the numbers were, but I think it was like half of their customers don't even ask the translator to use a cat tool. So like, mm. like we have translation memory, translation memory is a big deal. Um, and, and, but actually like there's a lot of people not using it and don't know what it is. Um, no. and no. if the translate, maybe the translator uses it, but their clients don't, um, no. know anything about it. And, uh, you know, the, the, the client, uh, and they, they appreciate the service they're getting from the translator. It's worth it for them. Uh, they don't think about the translation memory because yeah, I mean, they're already getting great service and things are working no. great. Uh, no. so that's, you know, that's interesting. Sometimes you don't know something exists and yeah. And yeah, 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 yeah. So we're talking about machine translation, but like, man, yeah, translation memory is still not even. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and actually, machine translation has existed for many years. It's getting better. Mm. Yeah, I think it's far from what you were saying. Far from being perfect, but mm. it we, is we, getting better, though. Yeah, we, we'll see. Last question. Mm -hmm. okay. um, for we have been talking a lot about translators. Um, what would you recommend those who are? starting today in the translation industry or looking, maybe they, they didn't start today, but they are looking for the place to meet. Oh, yeah. Um, well, first of all, I think it's a good industry um, to go into. Uh, I mean, there, there are certainly trials and tribulations for, for freelance translators. Um, I mean, you, you read about freelance translators that are like, oh, I'm knocking down six figures and all of that. And, and like, that's not the case for a lot of professional translators. Uh, a lot of professional translators have some, you know, because it's a business, it's a freelance yeah. business. It has its ups and downs and stuff. Um, but if you care about languages um, and that's what you want to do, I think it's a great industry to be in. Um, otherwise, I think it's just a question of like checking off boxes uh, you know, make sure you have, uh, your LinkedIn profile, make sure you have hopefully your Zingware profile, um, you know, get, get your website up, um, pick up some clients, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you're starting your career. It's like any other career, you know, you might not have the best rates at first, um, but you can get some solid clients. You can get that, that work coming in and then you can sort of, develop a specialization or you might be pre-specialized you know like if you studied engineering then you're already specialized but if you study translation maybe you need to specialize over yeah. time yeah uh and then just keep trading customers up you know so like you got a customer here oh they're great um but you can always look for other customers at the same time keep that marketing going when you find a, a few better customers then you can drop some of your old customers um and just keep uh keep going on and uh like that and and try to translate the stuff you like i think that's oh. important too you know like oh, uh, absolutely. um do do what you like to do i tell that to everybody do do what you like to do study what you want to study if you're going to university you want to study literature like i did you know like uh my dad was like robert uh what are you doing <laughs> and i'm like dad i'm fucking doing this i don't know mm -hmm. if i can swear on your podcast <laughs> and then it worked out for me because i did what i wanted to do and so do yeah. do what you want to do and just uh bring your best yeah i understand you perfectly well because i come from uh, my father is an engineer so studying mm -hmm. 
<laughs> was like, yeah, okay, so what's that for? I mean, uh, what are you yeah. to do with your life after you finish your... your... <laughs> right. So it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of difficult sometimes to, yeah, to, 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 to explain that, okay, this is what I like, so that's what I'm going to do, so... <laughs> Yeah. There you go. So we are. Uh, you so, can just play this podcast to your parents. If you're looking into the translation industry for a degree or going into it, play this podcast for your parents. Yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> well, Robert, it has been a pleasure listening and learning from you. Um, I wish you the best of luck with, um, with SingWord. Um, I love the idea. So I, uh, I guess it's going to be super successful. And, and I wish, actually, I wish that to, to be. And uh, yeah, and I have learned a lot and I have liked uh, and enjoyed a lot talking to you. Um, mm -hmm. uh, the best for SingWord. Keep us updated with, uh, with news about it. And the, and the best for you too and the best for Translostars. Uh, yeah, what, you. what you're doing there is also super cool. And, uh, you. you know, the courses and, the, and activities and, and your podcast, uh, I think you're doing a great job. Yeah, we're trying to provide something or to give something to, to the industry as you are doing. So that's, that's great. You are, you are. Have a really nice day. Ciao, ciao.